pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Wimpy for three. Butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning, part of the San Antonio Sports Star Podcast Network at sasportstar.com. Now, here are the guys. We talk San Antonio Spurs. This is Silver and Black. We podcast it every day. You can access it in the audio vault at sasportstar.com. You can also, like I said, rewatch and check out everything on the San Antonio Sports Star YouTube channel. And if we hit our mandated amount of subscribers, Rob and I will do the hot one of the golf tournament later on this uh, not this month, but about a month from now. And, um, you know, that should be kind of fun. But anyway, Jason, uh, no Spurs games over the weekend, but we did get to see Wemby and Jeremy Sohan in action. Uh, Jeremy walked home with a trophy, actually. Hey, look at that. But i got to be honest with you, kind of a, of a bum, you know, bummer of a weekend for Wemby. Felt like, felt, like we barely, felt like we got five minutes into everything for Wemby, and then it was all gone away. I think it had to be a disappointing weekend for Wemby. The fact that he wasn't in the main attraction, yet he was treated like he was the main attraction. I saw Larry Ramirez from KSAT 12 post from the Indianapolis airport a photo down by baggage claim, the escalator going down. It was Wemby that was... Uh, plastered all over the place, and and not bad mm-hmm. for a guy that wasn't an all star. And and I think a couple of things. One, what the hell was that uniform they were making him wear? Why was he wearing brown? Why while doing all of that? That does not represent the San Antonio Spurs in an all star showcase. Represent your team. I should be able to look at that and know exactly what it is. I hate those uniforms to begin with, but in the All-Star game, wear the silver and black. Wear a traditional Spurs uniform. That applies to everyone, by the way. Like, we don't need to see yes. your, your, your whatever jersey. Like, if you're at the All-Star weekend, wear the jersey that is most commonly affiliated with your team. It is a team level of pride, but, you know, obviously that point applies here. Um, whatever he was wearing, again, it was just, it, it felt, it felt hollow, you know, what I mean? and I don't really blame Wemby for that, but it, it felt like, man, we barely got to see him. You know what I mean? Well, that just sucked. I, I, I mean, and, and, and I saw somebody tweet, it might have been, I don't know, RJ Ochoa, just Ooh. like the regular season in the All-Star game, <laughs> Wemby's teammates are letting them down again. They did. <laughs> I mean, he, he was ready for, you know, for, for everything seemingly and just, I mean, I don't know. I also, I miss the skills challenge where it was an individual thing. I like miss me with this like team wide. The three of us have to be passing into moving targets simultaneously. Team top picks. Like why? Why can't it just be Wemby? Why? Why do we have to you know dress it up this way? I, I do feel like he did his part, um, but it was kind of a, of a, a letdown of a weekend as a Wemby fan at least. With with what we saw on television. Now, quite honestly, Saturday night, I was. 
going back and forth when and and I had the two TVs going in the living room, but the the All Star when Wemby was on, I flipped over from the stadium series in the NHL, the New Jersey Devils beating oh. the hell out of the Philadelphia Flyers. That was going to the big TV. So I wasn't paying a lot of attention to what was going on with All-Star Weekend, except for when Wemby was on. And Wow, uh, no it, love for Jeremy. None. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, to, to be quite honest, no. Um, I, I mean, I watched this part. What do you mean no? Uh, he won. Yeah, he, his team that, won. He yeah, got the good. trophy. Yeah, I, I, I was there for Wemby. And, and, and then, you know, playing wow. the, uh, uh, the drama. Man, he and Trey Young certainly spent a lot of time together. They, they were, they were spending a lot of time together sitting on the bench. They were laughing, you know, uh, different tweets. And obviously the speculation about Trey Young coming to San Antonio by way of trade in the offseason. Trey Young was asked about Wemby a couple of different times. He was very careful, obviously, with his answers, but his answers should excite Spurs fans if you're on the we-want-to-get-Trey-Young kind of train to get here. And, and quite frankly, I think from a Spurs fan perspective, name me a guard that will throw him the ball. Name me a, 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 a big-time guard. Devin Vassell. That I said big-time. <laughs> that I, well, you will also throw, said him, throw the him the ball. Um, but, but at the same time, I mean, what all-stars are we going to surround Wemby with? And... Trey Young, I don't think anybody is against that idea right now, but it's also the one that seems to have the most legs, and that is worth getting excited about. How many number one picks do you need, Atlanta? Because the Spurs have plenty of them. The Spurs cannot take Wemby and build through the draft. They they just can't. There's not enough time, and the fan base, I don't think, will be patient. Keep in mind, the we haven't made the playoffs in how many years clock did not start over when we drafted Wemby, although some of the comments I've heard from Greg Popovich make it feel that way. And if they feel that way over a, a, at the facility, the Spurs have bigger issues in the front office. So Rudy Gonzalez says in the Brigade Bar, lots of Trey Young rumors this weekend. It feels like the easy dot to connect, obviously, um, in, in terms of, I mean, because I, I think we both agree that there's there's an all-star, whether an active one or former one, that's going to be teammates with Wemby next year, right? I mean, yep. it, that it, ha it has to be the case. Yeah. Um, did you see – there was no audio of this floating around, but did you see, speaking of all-stars, what Giannis had to say about Wemby over the course of the weekend? Tell me. So, as I'm going to do. This, this is the whole point of the conversation. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if you saw this, but LeBron – doesn't like attention. He's always shied away from attention. So, you know, he LeBron has. just, we you all know, know the, idea, the idea of a farewell tour is just really inconceivable for LeBron. Um, so he was asked, um, as were a lot of NBA players, about the future face of the NBA, just given that LeBron is obviously close to retiring. And LeBron, again, said, you know, I never asked to be the face, you know. Right. That's, that's true. It's totally true, LeBron. But... Um, Different names were thrown out and suggested by different people, and, and generally most players just said that the game is in a great place with all the young talent, but Giannis was uh, speaking about Wemby specifically and said, for him, the most important thing I think throughout his career is going to be health, because if he has health, he has everything, you know, he's going to dominate on the court because he's unguardable. This is Giannis speaking. You cannot guard him one-on-one. -on -one. I don't know if you can guard him two-on-one -on -one or three-on-one. -on -one. We've tried, and we couldn't. A lot of people around the NBA have tried, and they couldn't. As long as Victor's healthy, the league is his. LeBron is kind of like that. So 
yeah, if you aren't given that, like, forget who the dude is for a second, but just consider the way that this dude was described by Giannis. If you're not doing everything within your power to assess this situation, I mean, because even Giannis, I mean, they gave him Dame. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you can say what you want about we th- love to talk about here, flyover towns and blah, blah. Milwaukee was able to give Giannis Dame. Dame wins the three-point contest, wins final or not finals, uh, wins All-Star MVP. He has help, and it's again not putting Wemby on Giannis's level here, but like you, you cannot drag your feet anymore on this. You, you can't. And 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 granted, they've also gotten a coach fired, and they're, they're struggling a little bit as they head into the All-Star break. But I do look. Would at you that not Milwaukee trade spots with them though? In a second, uh, I would. Uh, in a heartbeat. Now, keep in mind, last summer. I wanted Dame Lillard in San Antonio. I wanted, knowing that Dame was out, and you could check the audio vault at sasportstar.com and go back a ways. It's powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. And I, and I, and you, you will hear me. When they got the number one pick and we knew Wemby was coming, the Spurs had two options. You're either going to put this rebuild in high gear right now and go get Dame, or you're going to have what we have now, which sucks. Now, granted, we didn't expect it to suck this bad with the Spurs because essentially it's the same team from a year ago with a player like Wemby getting added in. The fact that we're at the All-Star break with 11 wins is a complete failure at this point because we all thought, and me, last year's team was better than the 22 wins because there are a lot of games that at the end they didn't try to win. I I think a guy like Devin Vassell has to understand he's not the guy anymore. It is Wemby. And when that light bulb goes off for Devin, I think we'll see a bit of a change. The Jeremy Sohan experiment lasted way too long, although that might have actually made him a better overall basketball player. I think that there's merit to going through a difficult circumstance and coming out on the other end, and I think that that's definitely the case for Jeremy, kind of a metamorphosis sort of project. Um, he cocooned up as a caterpillar. Now he's a beautiful butterfly. You know what I'm saying? And, and there's value in that. I mean, think about it. He's the only Spur who has a trophy so far this season as, as the winner on Friday night, even though you poo-pooed it. Uh, Coops, who does no ball, says in the brigade bar, do we go for a superstar or good dudes who can make open shots? See, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of... This isn't a point against Coos, but I'm kind of tired of just like being being happy with purgatory here. You have to go for a superstar. Like like you can't be the like landing Wemby has kind of exposed the the rebuild. I mean like it's not a rebuild. What have they rebuilt? <laughs> like what what has has been rebuilt except for winning the lottery and landing Wemby? Yeah, you're on your way to going to the lottery again this year, which probably wasn't part of the plan and certainly wasn't part of the expectation set by Greg Popovich in training camp when Pop said at training camp this year was about winning. Obviously, they've reversed course on that, and now they're trying to teach him how to be pros. Well, hell, Keldon is on his second contract. Devin is on his second contract. They might be young, but they should already know how to be pros by now. I look at this basketball team and question the basketball IQ of a lot of the players that are on this basketball team. Wemby is Wemby. Um, you look at, at Trey Jones is probably the second smartest guy on, on this team. And when you think about who should stay and who should go, and I know you know the trade deadline came and went and the Spurs didn't do a damn thing. But I look at, obviously, Wemby is untradeable. Everybody else, I think everybody else can be gone. 
I, I, I don't mind Trey Jones as a backup point guard, and I think he'd be a great backup point guard on a lot of teams. You know, kind of go way back. You think about Speedy Claxton in the early 2000s that helped the Spurs win a championship. Great backup point guard. Not really a, a starter level. But I like what I see out of out of Trey Jones, and I like what we have seen from this Spurs team since he has taken over as the point guard. The Brigade Bar has a comment from Cougs that says, I think we're just going to be hard-pressed to get someone to join the worst team in the West. The reality here... I, I disagree. Well, I don't. I wouldn't word it that way. But the reality here, and, and Rob and I discussed this a few weeks ago, is we're now so far, and you rightfully pointed out, like the, the playoff list streak did not start now, Pop. You know what I mean? Like y'all have kind of been a... You know, there's been some issues here that predate Wemby. You don't get to just, you know, throw your hands up at this point in time. But we're at a place now with youth in the NBA, et cetera, et cetera, where this is kind of all these players know you as, right? Like, all, like these players are coming in, and they like their formative years when they were in high school or middle school, the Spurs were already bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't know them to be – like, yeah, they've heard all the stories and whatever, and they've seen the Blu-rays and whatnot, but, like – they don't know this to be a team that, that is capable of cultivating them in certain ways, and especially with a level of doubt or a level of question, at the very least, over the future of it all, even if Wimby is a part of it. I mean, so to me, it's not necessarily about the worst team in the West as much as it is a state of uncertainty around the whole operation. You know, I, 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 you're right, and, and that's an interesting perspective. You look at the Spurs' last championship was in 2014. We are in 2024. It is it is 10 years old. And, you know, they went seven years between championships. So you go back right. to 07 and then 05 and, and, and 03, right? And so to a degree, a lot of these players, when they were growing up, when they were teenagers, they weren't watching the Spurs dominate. They weren't seeing the best of Tim Duncan and Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili, but they've heard of them, and they, they understand the basketball. Of course. Where I think where I think – that you're going to see players wanting to come to San Antonio is because they want to play with a guy like Wemby because they do think uh, in the, the expectation is Wemby is going to bring championships wherever he is. I think last year, and it's funny because I'm wearing a Blink-182 concert T-shirt from July, and, it was, and, and I'll remember this because, you know, I'm in Houston getting ready for the concert, and – the Spurs put out a press release that Greg Popovich had signed a five-year contract extension. And he's been year-to-year year or whatever for a long time. Interesting that the Spurs would put out a press release like that. And I think one of the reasons they did was to attract free agents so that those free agents that wanted to play for Pop had some sort of assurance that Pop was going to be here longer than a year or two. So... I think everything that you said is fair and has merit and is true, ultimately. But if I'm the hottest free agent that is within gettable, conceivable range for the Spurs, and my thought process is exactly what you just said and listed out and, and laid out and unfolded, I also tell myself, like, well, they don't even use that dude. You know what I mean? Like, I also tell myself, like, yeah, this guy's supposed to be amazing, but, like, they don't even let everything kind of flow and work through him. I mean... You know, he's amazing, but they only had 11 wins at the All-Star break. It's, I think it's fair to what, – what you said is how I think the alien who just landed on Earth would view the situation. But through the context of the first half of the season, it's fair to doubt that, it, it, at least in the short term, which is where we're at right now. It's fair to doubt that and wonder how they are going to be able to court somebody 
over the course at least of the summer as they try to build for year two under Wimby because how can you trust that it's going to work out when they're limiting him right now? Well, I, I think from a basketball conversation standpoint, it, when the Spurs are talking to a big-name free agent and that big-name free agent's agent and that player's individual team, they will have a plan. I do think that there is some truth to we've got to get Wemby on an NBA court around NBA players and see what he really needs. What is what, Because when, you know, he's coming over from France and the draft, I'm, I, I don't know enough about the French league, so I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, disparaging it. But I know Kevin Harlan from TNT on the Blitz uh, when we were in Las Vegas said, you know, that little French league that he was in. I, I, I do think there was a, a, an idea, and if this is what they were doing, before we start adding pieces this offseason, let's give him a year, really get to know what his skill set is, and find out what he really needs to be the dominant player. What are the pieces around Wemby that we truly need after they get a season's worth of of intel on that and, and and hopefully that's what the spurs are doing right now and if you're a free agent looking that would be a part of the conversation and we know just how open the spurs organization is with their fans and with the media to let us know what the plan is so we're left to speculate but they do have those private conversations with uh with those in the basketball community that they're trying to court no pun intended i do think though that if you had asked me, if you had asked yourself before the season began and you said, okay, what what are the circumstances which I can feel as bad as possible at the All-Star break? I think this would have been in the top 10, right? Like the the, mo- the, the worst feeling, so to speak. Like this is, this is among the worst 10, maybe worst five ways that we could have gotten to this point. Is that not fair to say? Uh, I think maybe the worst. But, so, I mean, Wemby's look great and that, that's, Certainly encouraging and an obvious and in a low hanging fruit sort of way, but like that that that's the only thing that we like. What what have we learned? We we've learned really nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like oh the the all time generational prospect is good. Whoa, great. You know, <laughs> we we really needed you know over half of a season to to come to that conclusion and that determination. And so that's why I'm saying like whatever call it goodwill, call it benefit of the doubt, call it even just you know blind optimism that was built up and netted as a result of winning the lottery, which is really nothing the Spurs accomplished, so to speak, it does feel like that's dissipated. And, and like the, what they, their stock is now kind of down to a ground zero sort of level. And that's why like I kind of feel like they have to earn that back over the rest of this season. I mean, they're, they're not going to be a playoff team. This, this is all about positioning themselves from a who-they-are standpoint for year two of the Wemby experience. When you look at where the Spurs are. And what's crazy is Wemby has been great. Tom Orsborne in the San Antonio Express News yesterday wrote a great article about some of the French journalists that are covering this team and what they are going through and trying to cover and then explain back to their their, uh, audience, their readers in France, that, yes, the uh, Wemby is great, but the Spurs suck. And because even over there, they didn't expect this from Wemby's rookie year. And it really is kind of hard to explain how Wemby can be as great as he's been, yet the team is worse. And it's crazy to think you add, add a player like Wemby and the team has gotten worse from what it was a year ago. And you could point to coaching for that. 
player development. And again, we're not dealing with a bunch of rookies except for one really tall one. Yet Pop is constantly saying they've got to learn. They've got what have you been doing the last couple of years with Devin and Keldon and and, and some of those guys, if that's the case. And I do think there is a bit of is it still in Pop we trust, right? And very much like what New England went through with Bill Belichick and the comparisons with Belichick and Pop and Duncan and Brady are are legit and fair and comparable, and we know what happened with Bill Belichick. Is Pop still the right guy to, to lead this charge? And by all accounts, uh, Peter J. Holt and the ownership group, they understand the plan. They know what they're doing uh, or believe in what that plan is. But it's got to jumpstart next year in a big way because I think more and more people will stop being patient. 